Hey, everybody, and welcome into a Locked On Vols here on this Thursday. Tennessee and Georgia, a massive showdown coming up. we got a fun uh, show to get into today. First and foremost, today's episode is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season. More props and odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. I'm your host, Eric Kane. So glad to have you guys along here with us for the ride. Subscribe on YouTube, listen anywhere you find your audio podcast completely free. And we're a part of Locked On Podcast Network. That is your team every single day. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Got a fun crossover edition uh, of the show here today. Going to bring on our guy, Chris Gordy. He is the host of Locked On SEC. You can find him on Twitter at underscore Chris Gordy, or excuse me, at Chris Gordy. I'm the one with the underscore. And he's going to give us some perspective on the Georgia Bulldogs here today. Chris, what's up, man? What's going on, Eric? Good to talk with you, man. It's uh, crazy that we're already uh, you know, nearing towards the end of the season. It always seems to fly by, but uh, crazy for you guys. You know, when the college football rankings came out earlier this week and to see the Tennessee Volunteers number one, I'm sure some fans kind of went into shock, disbelief, didn't know what to, uh, maybe couldn't believe it where this program was just two years ago, but it just speaks to what a great job Jess Heupel has done. And, man, do we have two monster matchups this weekend between Alabama and LSU, basically for the driver's seat in the SEC West, and, of course, Tennessee at Georgia for the rights for the SEC East. Um, I don't know if many people had uh, this on their bingo card at the start of the season, but here we are. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I do want to ask you one more about those rankings. Uh, rundown I sent you out the window. Uh, <laughs> what, what did you agree with Tennessee being number one? Um, if you were on that committee, how would you have kind of arranged that order there at the top? Yeah, I thought this past weekend maybe would have changed that uh, in the minds of some people because I thought, um, you know, coming into last week, if you would ask me, I probably still would have had Georgia number one. But watching them, look, they jump out to the big lead against Florida, and then they let Georgia, they let Florida back in it. And it's not that Florida, you know, like, in other words, Georgia turned the ball over. Georgia opened the door for Florida to make it a one-score game, I think made it 28-20. And then credit Georgia. They put the foot get back on the gas pedal, and they win 42-20. But it was just kind of, it was one of those performances where it's like, what are you doing? Don't let Florida back into this game. Whereas on the flip side, I thought Tennessee had their most complete performance in the win over Kentucky. And that was a ranked, a top 20 ranked Kentucky team that they completely stifled. I mean, for the for the Tennessee defense, they have their best performance of the year to hold Will Levis under 100 yards to get not one, not two, but three interceptions, I thought was outstanding. Even Chris Rodriguez, they held him like 64 yards rushing. So I think where we are this week, based on what we saw, because keep in mind, the rankings change week by week, and it's based mm -hmm. on what we've seen most recently. I thought most recently, Tennessee had the most dominating performance. Georgia looked good, not excellent so yeah that's where I would have said you look at what Tennessee did this week on top of their resume with the big win over Alabama keep in mind you know what's uh you know Georgia's best win probably the Oregon game which was all the way back in week one yeah I, I could definitely see why they had Tennessee number one 
course, it's Tennessee at number one. It's Ohio State at number two. Georgia at three. It's Clemson at four. Alabama at, excuse me, Michigan at five. Alabama at six. And undefeated TCU is there at number seven. That's the initial college football playoff rankings. They'll be updated every Tuesday night. Um, we'll see if there's any movements, at least in the top couple of spots on uh, next Tuesday, because according to the college football playoff, it's one versus three, Tennessee at Georgia. The AP says it's two at one, Tennessee at Georgia. <laughs> the coaches poll says it's three at one. Or whatever poll you look at nowadays, whichever favors your team, right? Uh, but any way you want to spend it, it is a top five matchup, Tennessee at Georgia. Um, Saturday's matchup, I had this in my first glance piece over at VolQuest.com, just the third regular season meeting ever between AP number one and number two ranked teams in SEC history. The road team won the previous two, if you're kind of into that stuff, and it was LSU both times over Alabama in 2011 and 2019. It's also just the second number one versus no, number two ranked matchup in Tennessee history, uh, the first being the 19, uh, technically 99 National championship game there in January over uh, top or over number two Florida State. So a lot at stake here. The biggest storyline for me in, in terms of Tennessee, it's t- it, like Tennessee's offense. I have faith will score. Uh, I think they'll get to thirty. Now they might need forty to win. You know, we'll see. But I think Tennessee can get to thirty points. I, I think this offense is gonna is gonna do what it does. I think it'll sustain, unlike it didn't in this football game a season ago. But the storyline for me is what is. Tim Banks going to do to try to slow down Georgia's offense that ranks number two in the nation right behind Tennessee. That Georgia offense is good. Setson Bennett's having a good year, and they're doing it without A.D. Mitchell, who's easily their best receiver. They're doing it a little West Coast style. They don't throw it down the field an awful lot. They use their tight ends. They use their running backs out of the backfield. I mean, their leading receiver right now is Lance McConkey, um, or Lad McConkey, excuse me. And, you know, he's he's not A.D. Mitchell. He's not Cedric Tillman. He's just a guy, right? So what is Tennessee's answer going to be to to, uh, to slow down that Georgia offense? That's kind of the biggest storyline for me. Chris, I feel like the biggest storyline for Georgia is the injury front and obviously the, the lack thereof for, for Nolan Smith in this football game. Yeah, it's a big loss for this team uh, when you talk about a guy who's a senior leader and you know I think was their leading sacker on the year. Now, Georgia doesn't have a lot of sacks. I think they're still dead last in the SEC in sacks, but Nolan Smith had three of them. And, you know, it's not just a Nolan Smith loss, but, you know, you just lost Dan Jackson, you know, say rotational safety, um, you know, a week or so ago, to, you lose him for the season. Now you lose Nolan Smith. You've had all these issues with um, guys just in and out of the lineup. Small Munden's been, been banged up at times. Obviously, uh, the Jalen Carter stuff, you know, he's been in and out. Um, you know, can they get him back on the field and all this kind of stuff? So, so there's just been so many just issues with this Georgia defense been banged up that said they've had some great young players who've stepped up malachi starks was a guy who caught our eye in week one against oregon uh tremendous uh you know safety true freshman and it was funny i went and looked him up and yeah of course he was a five-star like one of the best safeties in the country i was like oh yeah that guy um but no they they're getting it done defensively but you're right to to me it's it's about what Tennessee's defense can do to slow down Georgia's offense. Uh, for some reason, we just glance over Stetson Bennett so often, and, and it's like you look up and the guy threw for over what three hundred yards this past week, and you know it was it was um, you know some of the most yards thrown against Florida in that rivalry uh, in the history of it. So um, you know, the, to me, the big issue you, you mentioned, Lad McConkey, and yeah, they don't have a that go-to receiver like the AJ Green that they had, you know, back in the day, or Mecole Hardman, or somebody like that. 
Brock Bowers is the go-to guy. I mean, the ridiculous catch he made against Florida last week where the ball gets tipped into the air, tips about two, three times. He still catches it, pulls it in for a touchdown for, you know, I think it was 73 yards. Uh, Brock Bowers is the best tight end in the country, and that's who Tennessee needs to focus on. But you can't go far from there because Washington is is just as good. I think Washington's up there as uh, – as one of the you know better tight ends in the SEC this year as well, right right behind Brock Bowers. So Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington starts there. Uh, we did see a little glimpse of Eric Gilbert a few weeks ago. He finally got in there too. So they are as deep as it gets uh, at tight end. And so to me, it, it starts there. And then also Tennessee slowing down that run game. I mean, th- this has been one of the – they are they were one of the best teams running the football in the SEC – but they don't have a lead bell cow. It seems yeah. like it's been a rotational guy every week. One week it's Kenny McIntosh. One week it's Dejon Edwards. I mean, it feels like it's just this rotating door of running backs, and they come at you with a with a heavy force. And you know I, that guy gets tired. All right, bring in the the guy with fresh legs. So uh, they just keep coming at you, and it really is a, a well balanced offense. And like you said, I mean, you know, over I think we're close to 550 yards of offense against Florida last week. Yet we're talking about poor little. Georgia and big bad Tennessee coming in here. It's kind of funny. Yeah, you, you mentioned Stetson Bennett. We can talk more about him as the show goes on. But I mean, nine touchdowns and three interceptions. Eh, that is not impressive. 67% completion. That's solid. 2,349 passing yards so far this season. I mean, wow. Like he, he's getting it done. This is an offense that scores 41 points a game. 530 yards of total offense. Everybody thinks defense with Georgia, and rightfully so. They were they were fantastic a season ago, but they lost five first round picks. And they're still good defensively, but this offense it has gotten better. It has gotten it's gotten really really good. All right, uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some uh, more Tennessee and Georgia matchups, the key matchups, things we are looking for uh, in this football game. That is coming up next right here on this crossover edition of Locked On Balls and Locked On SEC, discussing Tennessee and. Uh, Georgia. First, I want to let you guys know about Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Right now, Locked On Balls listeners and Locked On SEC listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it. Do you know that's the holiday or uh, the uh, Simply Safe has advanced technology. That's why I love it. It's, uh, advanced technology, whether it's controlling your system from your phone or the app, watching the crystal clear HD live stream from your security cameras, the wide variety of high tech sensors, or something uh, else to the nature. Right? Uh, you, you can never feel afraid staying in your home with Simply Safe, or you're leaving your home, going on vacation, going out to work, going running a couple errands there when in the winter months, whenever the uh, the sun is not out and it's darker a lot throughout the time, Simply Safe is there to uh, hang out with you and make you feel a whole lot better. All right, don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I will recommend. You get fifty percent off any new Simply Safe systems at uh, simplysafe.com/slash. Um, simplysafe.com today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like simply safe. 
Rolling along here on a crossover edition of Locked on Vols and Locked on SEC. And our buddy Eric Kane from Locked on Vols joining us. And uh, Eric, as we start to get into looking at this game, we've already talked about the matchup that's most intriguing. But as we kind of delve a little bit deeper into into this, what's the biggest thing you're going to be looking for in this game? If Tennessee's going to pull off the quote-unquote upset, uh, as good as they are, number one team in, in the college rankings. If they're going to pull off the upset in Athens, to you, what needs to happen here for Tennessee? I think Tennessee's got to take away some things that uh, Stetson Bennett does offensively. And again, this is under the caveat that I believe Tennessee's offense will go out there and score. Now again, will it score 50? I doubt it. Uh, will it need 40 to win? Maybe. But I think Tennessee can go and score 30 points. I just, I, You're in that type of rhythm with Hendon Hooker, with Josh Heupel and Alex Gold scheming things up, with Jalen Hyde out of this world, getting Cedric Tillman back, this offensive line blocking the way it's been, uh, the offense really just isn't even the worry right now. So, again, I always flip the script and say, what does Tennessee's defense need to do to slow down Stetson Bennett? you got to take something away. Like, you know, Brock Bowers is going to be the go-to guy. I mean, he's the leading receiver in terms of yards. He's got, I want to say, eight touchdowns on the season all told. He's got three rushing touchdowns. Uh, six touchdowns altogether. Three. He's he's ran the football three times. Has three touchdowns. I mean, he's an athlete. He's a football player. You're not going to just shut him out. It's like a basketball. It's uh, can you limit everybody else and allow him to go off? But if you limit everybody else, you're, you're still going to win the game most of the time. That's kind of what I look at right there. But not just Brock Bowers. Just kind of the tight end position. Darnell Washington is not as big as a threat. Don't get me wrong, but he's still a good player. You got to stop the run game. You mentioned that run game with how there's not one lead bell cow. You know, Kenny McIntosh is the starter. He started every game, but or he's played in every game and started most games, but he's the leading receiver uh, or the third leading receiver on this team with 29 receptions. He's only averaging less than 50 rushing yards a game, but you've got, um, you know, Dejon Edwards, who's really come along. Kendall Milton, when he's there, you feel good about him. Of course, there's a freshman in Branson Robinson. You got to take away that run game. Tennessee's rush defense has looked really good, Chris, this year. I mean, they've been pretty, you know, pretty phenomenal. And I understand that LSU, you threw it an awful lot, and some of these other, uh, the two MAC teams threw it a ton as well. So it might skew it a little bit, but man, Tennessee's rush defense has, has looked really, really good. So you know, try to take that away and allow Stetson Bennett to stay in the pockets and let him get out, and you know, throw those tight ends and see if that's enough to beat you. It might be, but. You got to start taking away some things offensively. Also, you got to keep him in the pocket, man. He is the most underrated. And, and Josh Hopple spoke on this Monday. He is like the most sneaky, underrated, no one thinks about athlete with the football in his hands. He makes plays. He can run. He torched Tennessee a couple times last year on the ground. You can't let that happen again this year. Those are two of the things. Like, just take a few things away with what Georgia does offensively because you're not going to stop Brock Bowers. Yeah. And, and to me, um, you know, like you said, Tennessee has, has done such a good job of uh, jumping out early, you know, with the offense, getting leads and kind of, you know, giving the defense the confidence to say, hey, we already got you a lead. Go yeah. out there and try to get us a stop. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting when you look at what this Georgia defense has done. They're tops in the SEC in terms of yards allowed. Um, I Have they had the benefit of playing a softer schedule so far? I would say yes, when you consider – you know, South Carolina has, has been a little bit better than we thought, but they beat the hell out of them earlier in the year. But then, you know, since then, you've beaten Kent State, uh, Mizzou, Auburn, who fired their coach, Vandy, who's dead last in the conference, and just beat Florida, who's obviously in a transitional year. So I say all that to say, has Georgia, since week one against Oregon, really been tested? I mean, I know they were 
you know, Kent State was doing some things and moving the ball on, scored 22 points. And then the Mizzou game, you know, some people argue they should have lost, uh, but put together some drives there in the fourth quarter and were able to come back and win it. Um, you know, this is going to be the best team since Oregon that that Georgia has faced. What What is Georgia right now? Again, we saw them beat up on Vandy. We saw them, uh, you know, put the foot on, on the, the neck of Florida this past week. But um, I, I'm curious to see, like, for instance, Eric, the, the most points they've given up in a game this year is tied. Kent State and Missouri, they gave up 22 points. They gave up 20 against Florida. We, we got to think Tennessee's, got, you know, if they hold Tennessee to 22 points or less, Tennessee's not winning this ball game. So uh, it, it's got to be the most points scored on this Georgia defense all year long if Tennessee's going to have a chance to win it. And, and then on the flip side, you know, what kind of confidence is is Tennessee's defense playing with right now? I mentioned earlier, holding Kentucky, a top 20 team, to just six points. Uh, they got to be playing, you know, high, riding high right now. And, and that secondary with three interceptions, you know, Stetson Bennett had uh, has had a couple interceptions already this year. Can they make that big uh, force that big turnover? Can they force Georgia to make that big mistake on offense? And again, you know, keep in mind, Georgia's going to have the home crowd behind them and Athens is going to be rocking and those Georgia fans are going to be going absolutely nuts. And so there are a lot of challenges here for Tennessee, but I would say, you know, first and foremost, if they're going to win this game, they got to get to at least 30 points or more. I think you'd agree on that. And two, I think they've got to, man, they've got to force a turnover or two on Georgia. I just think if Georgia is playing ball control, eating up clock, running the football, um, it's going to be very difficult for for Tennessee to to get that offense going if they can't get the ball back. Yeah, and, and I agree. I mean, Tennessee's got to score. Tennessee's got to do what it's what what it's been doing offensively. One other thing I'm looking for, real quick. And I know we got to hit a reset here, but um, Georgia on the season so far, it's been really good. Obviously, against the run, allowing 85 yards on the ground. I think I think Georgia allowed 19 yards or something crazy against Sanford. That's going to skew those stats. But if I'm not mistaken, you know, Florida ran for over 100 yards against them. I want to say Missouri ran for over 100 yards against them. Maybe South Carolina. There's been three teams that have gone for over the century mark against Georgia. Tennessee's running the football really well right now with uh, Jabari Small and Jalen Wright. This offensive line, I mean, there's Darnell Wright's going to be an All American, and and there might there might be another. There might be two first team All SEC guys on this offensive line. They're playing well, and I think Tennessee needs to run the football. It could not run the football that last year in this football game. Hendon Hooker might be called on to run the football a little bit. You don't want to do that an awful lot because a lot of unnecessary hits, but he he's just so dynamic with the ball in his hands. That might be something that you look forward to. But Tennessee's got to run the football in this football game. It couldn't last year. It couldn't against Florida last year or Alabama, yet it did this year. Ran for over 200, I think 177 yards against Alabama this year, whatever it was. They ran the football in both those games. Let's see if Tennessee can run the football um, in this game. Chris is, uh, you know, I it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one for sure. A lot of individual matchups we'll be watching. Yeah, definitely, Eric. And uh, when we come back, we're going to get into our game predictions and how we think this thing is going to play out. But first, I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Sweat Block. Look, it's not a comfortable thing to talk about if you're suffering from embarrassing sweat, uh, the pit stains, you're wearing the light-colored polo or T-shirt at the tailgate, and suddenly you look down and you got moisture 
sticking out from under your arms. It's, uh, again, not a fun thing to talk about, but it's something a lot of folks suffer from. And our friends over at Sweatblock are here to help and fix your problem. Sweatblock was created by a doctor to help with his own excessive sweating. It is doctor created and doctor recommended. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, you need to go try Sweatblock. Uh, you can save 20% with our promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. It's also available on, on Amazon. Sweatblock gives you the confidence to wear what you want without that embarrassing underarm sweat. Uh, their wipes that they have, they come in a little packet. You take it out, just wipe, wipe on, uh, you know, when you want to uh, get it going for you. Uh, they were featured and tested on the Rachel Ray show by firefighters. They even testified and said, hey, look. This product works great. Again, if you or someone you know experiencing that embarrassing sweat, underarms, or wherever, go try Sweat Block. Again, save 20% with our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at sweatblock.com. Also available right there at Amazon. It's a Locked On Vols, Locked On SEC crossover edition here on this Thursday. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you've never heard Locked On Vols, you want to give it a chance, uh, especially for the game on Saturday. I encourage you to do so right now. And uh, all the Locked On Balls listeners, I'm telling you, I talk about it. It's the second list, and I say it every single day. Chris Gordy does an awesome job. He takes you around the SEC every single day. He gets some of the best interviews as well. I um, mean, the dude's dude is connected. So if you want uh, more SEC uh, content outside of just Tennessee, give Locked On SEC a listen and a watch on YouTube each and every day. All right. Now that I talked you up right here, I'm putting you on the spot. You're going first. Is it going to be Tennessee? Is it going to be Georgia in this football game? Which team is going to remain unbeaten, Chris Gordy? I'll say this, Eric, just as a quick disclaimer before I get to it. I think one of the big matchups this weekend is going to end in an upset. I do not think Alabama and Georgia both win this weekend. I think either Georgia beats Alabama in Baton Rouge. I think either Tennessee beats Georgia in, in Athens. I'll say this, though. Tennessee, Tennessee had been uh, Tennessee playing both of those teams, Alabama and LSU. I cannot see a scenario where LSU beats Alabama. That's just me. Continue, but I, night I can't game, see that at night all. Night game in Baton Rouge. LSU's playing their their best football. You, you're remembering LSU three weeks ago. LSU since then, the offense has really got going. Jaden Daniels was electric in the swamp. He was electric in the win over Ole Miss. If he keeps playing that way he's going to have a chance to, they'll have a chance to, to hang with Alabama. Keep in mind, Alabama still doesn't know who their go-to target is at wide receiver. The defense is, you know, shown holes at times. So LSU has a chance. I'm not saying which one I'm, I'm picking as an upset. I just think one of those teams gets upset this weekend. Yeah. That said, if I got to make my prediction here, the most amount of points that Georgia has given up on the year is 22. We talked about that already. The least amount of points that Tennessee has scored this year was 34 in the overtime win over Pitt. So something's got to give here, right? Like how many points is Tennessee going to get to? I just feel like in Athens, and again, I'm, I, I hope Tennessee goes out there and plays their butt, butt off. But I think in Athens, I think the Vols come up short. I feel like Tennessee, uh, Georgia wins on a late field goal. I'll give, give me Georgia 34, I'm sorry, 37, 34 Georgia Bulldogs over Tennessee heartbreaking i know if you're a vol fan you don't want to lose it but look you're 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 still right there in the conversation of the, of the playoff and if you lose you want to lose close right so yeah. i just feel like athens the home field if this were in knoxville i'd be taking tennessee all day but i just feel like in athens georgia wins it oh man um everybody listening gave me so much shit 
a month ago when I said Alabama was going to be Tennessee. I, I, I think my line was, um, I'm not going to be the guy that says Alabama is going to be Tennessee. I'm not going to be that homer or something. Um, obviously, Tennessee won the game. Uh, but, I mean, not just that game. I mean, Tennessee, I mean, what they, they just continue to surprise me every single week. A, a, against Pittsburgh, they found a way to win. The only time the offense wasn't clicking all season long, the defense stepped up, won the football game. The story coming out of Kentucky last week, and we saw, you know, Jalen Hyatt broke a, you know, a long-standing Tennessee football record, but the story was the defense coming out of it, the way the defense played with who they had in the secondary. Still so many question marks. Tennessee's getting really healthy, by the way. That's that's another key for this game. Kamal Haddon should be back and, uh, and uh, you know, at one of the cornerback spots. But this team just continues to surprise me. I don't know why they do, because I should just I should just know that this team is capable of doing so much. And I think that they're going to surprise me again. I do. I just I I understand Georgia's a good football team. Um, I know a lot of people probably still have last year in their minds and the generational defense and all that type of stuff. They're still solid. And this is a good football team. It's going to be a it's going to be the most um, ruckus environment Tennessee's easily seen so far this year because. Everybody was asleep on the bayou, and then they didn't come back after a halftime because Tennessee got off to such a strong start. Um, you know, Pittsburgh was a fun atmosphere, but it wasn't, you know, challenging. Uh, so this is going to be a, a different challenge, especially with all those guys barking at, uh, at, at the college women. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm going to take Tennessee. I just am. I mean, I'm to the point now to where Tennessee is the freaking number one team in the college football playoffs or the number two team in the AP or if someone says Tennessee is going to beat Alabama or Tennessee is going to beat Georgia or Tennessee is going to beat Ohio State, it should not come as a shock or a major upset. But again, according to the line, Chris, you're exactly right. This would be an upset. The number one team in the country, according to the college football playoff rankings, is what a, I haven't seen the line yet today, but I mean, it's still like a touchdown plus underdog. You know, it's it's insane. So I'm going to take Tennessee, man. It's They're going to find What's a way. Score? Give me a score. I'll go for, I think Tennessee's got to score 40. So I'll go 42. I'll go Tennessee 42, Georgia 38. Uh, and I, I think Tennessee finds a way. And, and real quick, Eric, I've, I've seen so many comparisons people have made to, um, you know, that 2019 LSU game. And I, I go back to that Alabama game that year that nobody was really giving LSU a chance. As good as Joe Burrow was, everybody was like, man, what a great story. But this is where it ends in 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 Tuscaloosa. You're not beating Tua and and Alabama and all those weapons. And Joe Burrow had his Heisman performance, the the one for the ages. He kept scoring touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, and that's what elevated him. They put put Joe Burrow in the spotlight, the number one spot for the Heisman, and it was the marquee win that they needed. And they ran the table the rest of the way. This could be that week for for Tennessee. A lot of people are saying, "Great year, Hennon Hooker's been great." But, man, I don't know if you're beating Georgia. If he does, he's not old. Hendon Hooker is in the absolute driver's seat for the Heisman, and Tennessee absolutely in the driver's seat for a possibly undefeated season. So there's a lot of good parallels there. Let's see what happens. All right, so Tennessee, I've got him 42-38. You have Georgia 30-35? I think I said, yeah, 30, uh, yeah, 40, whatever it was. Yeah, (laughs) by field goal. It's going to be a great game no matter what. All right, last thing. Number one thing Georgia has to do to beat Tennessee. Number one thing, Chris. For Georgia to beat Tennessee? Yeah. Uh, they got to have good good Stetson Bennett. He's been so good all year. He's number two in the SEC in passing yards. I don't think a lot of people realize that. He actually has more passing yards than Hendon Hooker. Um, 
you know, I think had, I think Stetson Bennett has to be special, you know, super senior uh, Stetson Bennett this weekend and throw for a ton of touchdowns and uh, and manage the game. And we've seen him. He had a ton of rushing touchdowns earlier in the year. He was like averaging a rushing touchdown per game earlier in the year. Uh, I think Stetson Bennett uses his legs at times to keep drives alive. Stetson Bennett, I think, has to be special. I think they'll run the football decently okay, Georgia. But um, Stetson Bennett has to play special and also no costly turnovers. Yep, uh, kind of going off what you just said a moment ago, I think Hinden's going to have to have a Heisman-like game. Had one against Florida, obviously had a fantastic game against Alabama. Hinden's going to have to have that type of game uh, to continue to outscore Georgia in this football game. But also, I just think getting off to a good start. You mentioned earlier, offense gets off to a good start. It gives that defense some confidence to play with. And I think that's going to be huge to try to sustain that confidence on throughout the second quarter into the second half. Uh, Tennessee's been good at getting off the good starts, obviously, and and carrying it on into the second quarter. That needs to happen once again in Athens. It's going to be an awesome, awesome football game, Tennessee at Georgia. And, uh, of course, if you want continual coverage leading up to that matchup, check out Locked On Vols and Locked On SEC. It's wherever you find your podcast. And uh, subscribe and like the video on YouTube uh, if you haven't already. Chris Gordy, find him on Twitter, at Chris Gordy. I'm Eric Kane, at underscore Kaner. Thank you guys so much for making Locked On Vols your first listen now. For your second lesson, check out Locked On Sports today, all right? It is the biggest stories of the day, plus the instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. Tennessee at Georgia, 3.30 on Saturday. We'll come back on Locked On Balls and finish off a week's worth of prep here from a couple of different guests. And Chris Gordy will get you set for the weekend around the SEC, including this football game in LSU and Alabama. That's coming up tomorrow on Locked On Balls and Locked On SEC. Same time, same place. We'll do it again. Thank you guys for joining us for a Locked On Crossover.